Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, what's up, creators? This is John, and you have once again located the Sketch Magazine podcast. I'm here, as always, with publisher Bob Hickey, editor Bill Nichols, and today we are going to answer the question, why comics? How you doing tonight, guys? Doing great, John. Doing pretty good, John. This is Bob. Robert. All right, so, Robert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it occurred to me the other day, why why are we in comics? Why do we go through all the hassle of trying to find collaborators? Why do we go through all the hassles of publishing? Um, all the steps that it takes to make a comic when it'd be so much easier just to sit down and write a novel oh. all by ourselves, publish it. You know, the most you have to find artwork wise for that is a cover. Uh-huh. Why Why go the comics route? And as two people who have been creating comics for quite a while, <laughs> I figured you'd be the best ones to ask. Uh, had to throw that in there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we're insane. Because it makes the whole process a whole lot harder. There's a lot more steps to it. But I, I've always said comics get in your blood. They're in your blood. Whether it's reading them for entertainment or creating them you know when i think about creating a project it seems to always launch at the comic end of it now i'm not saying that i wouldn't think about doing a novel or webisodes or marketing with merchandise but it seems like the general concept is i want to see a visual i guess maybe we're more visual what do you think bill yeah i think so i mean uh i remember at mid ohio con John Byrne was talking about as when he was, um, I think he was doing Silver, uh, Submariner, and Jay Lee had taken over, and he was talking about the difference between being the writer and being the artist, writer, creator, everything that he used to do sometimes. And he said, you know, Jay Lee wanted to uh, have this huge underworld, undersea battle kind of thing. He goes, great, I can write that. Has an undersea battle, and that's all, you know. <laughs> but he, I mean, in his head, I know that he he can visualize stuff. But um, he said it's like a, and other people have said it, it's like a movie with a budget of you know whatever it takes to, you know, it's it's limited to your imagination. And part of the thing about comics is your mind sort of fills in the blanks. It sort of brings that story to life sometimes, and um, your your imagination is can be even more awesome than a movie hard to believe for some people but you know that is true mm-hmm. you know so it's pretty funny that people I, I, comics I guess we hand them the material more thorough because um, with Clay's ways so it got me thinking where you're going there is that I had been talking about this Isabel character before she appeared and, and my wife walks up behind me and says oh she's blonde I thought she'd be brunette I'm like, why did you think that? I, you know, I always imagine her being the blonde. 
she was like, that's just the way I imagine her. So it, it was, it's sort of cool how people preconceive things. They see things. And with comics, we get to handle more of this is what this character looks like. This is what the city looks like. This is what that time period looks like and settings. But we don't have to go through, like I said, as much and build movies. You know, we don't have that kind of budget. Um, but on another side, I am interested in novels. Um, probably more now than ever because now you can take a novel to Amazon boom you can start making money off that you don't have to find a publisher get a printing deal get it distributed get it in stores look at the returns you can publish your novel quicker on Amazon and get a return from it if we promote and advertise it so it is something I'm interested in but my first thoughts even at that is I visualize the book the characters I don't know, you know. I see it as a comic first almost, and then, you know, yeah, well, we could do that as a novel. There's a lot different yeah. writing a novel because you got to put the details there. Right. The cool wind blowing in the evening as the sun setting, da-da-da. Well, no, I could draw that a lot quicker, <laughs> almost as quick as I could type it out and give the reader how it feels. So. Well, that's true, and... But when you're and when you're doing a, a comic book, that that becomes you giving your vision, mm-hmm. you know what you sort of what you or try to, if you're the, the artist or the creator or whatever, if you're doing most of it, is what you see something the the way you see something unfolding, is what you give to the reader. Um, you can write about that in a, in a book and you can sort of lay it out, but again, it's it's their imagination that sort of fills in the blanks and. Uh, choreographs within their own because five different people can read the same um, sequence of events and they're going to interpret it if you said well storyboard this and it's going to be different for each one because each one each one has their own interests their own sensibilities uh, their own backgrounds and their own influences and those things are going to change the way they see or they hear or they imagine something that they read or that they are are representing or interpreting right well talk about the uh, pros and cons of working with collaborators that's something that's fairly unique to comics um at least i guess from a writing standpoint that uh once you've written something you hand it off to someone else you do that um, with movies you do that with movies too but uh, hand it off to a director who then does what he wants with your script but i I'm thinking that um, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this exactly. That that in my mind that the artist almost always adds something to the writing beyond what was on the page. Well, if if you're okay, I had this conversation at C2E2 with Jason Howard, and he was telling me that Robert Kirkman likes to really write a thorough, tight. Script, plot, everything. He wants to set up the panels. He wants to, to be a lot in control of it. Now, Jason's established artist. He's, ha- he's great. He's got that new Super Dinosaur book coming out or something like that from Skybound. And Jason, I apologize. I'll get the title right. Um, but there, you know, Kirkman wants control, but he's writing how many books? Three, four? A lot. Yeah, exactly. Overseeing a Walking Dead uh, TV series. That's a lot going on. 
So Jason is waiting for script. So, you know, he says, look, you know how I can draw, and I know what you like, so I'm not going to give you inset panels because you don't like that. You know, he likes the Eric Larson, the Jack Kirby. He likes that bold. He says, I'll give you that. So uh, Robert finally started just cutting them plots, you know, basic plots, crank it out, and to speed things up on the book, keep it on schedule. So it depends. I mean, like, like Bill says, you know, uh, John Byrne says, all right, deep sea battle. Have fun with that. Make it three pages. Boom. Get on with the story. You know, I've done that with uh, Mitch, um, Brad Gorby. Um, we, I've give, I have given very short plots and scripts and say, look, give me back a story. Make sure if you change things, you tell me what's going on here so I can script it correctly, you know? Um, I guess it's how much of a control factor you want over that story. Of course, if you're writing a novel, you got full control. Nobody messes with it except an editor to make sure things is, you know, what you, what you're writing it makes sense. I guess you know, correct. Right. But uh, yeah. Um, you can put a lot a lot of, of the story control on on the shoulders of an artist, and I like that myself. I, I don't mind writing real tight scripts, but if I can bounder back and forth. And uh, say, you know, go for it. Just make sure you give me notes if you go off somewhere. But make sure at the end of the story, we're here. So we pick up where I want it to go. Rock and roll. Go for it. Have fun. You know? So that's a, that's a pro for you. Mm-hmm. What's a con with having to work with a collaborator in that way? Or, or do you have any cons? I mean, is it. Well, my biggest a good con is when you? when you pay a creator and then he disappears, doesn't produce. Uh, just sort of flakes, and we, you know, I mean, you, you run into that. You have yeah. creators that just flake out, and that gets upsetting, especially if you have, you know, you've put a lot of effort in developing this project. You're ready to roll. You know what you can do. Your PR is ready to go, and the artists you've got in place just flakes. And now you got to think, okay, do I just want to shelve this? Well, you've invested a lot of money into it. Can you shelve it? Do you go looking for somebody else and start this process all over again? You know, so that is something that you do on a project by project base. You know, um, I I can lose steam on a project like that if I've yeah. had a vision and it's not coming together with that creator. They flake, then you know it's almost for me it's like put it on the shelf with something else until I you know I feel like coming back to it. I have that because well we're juggling six eight properties here at Skystorm yeah. so you know I have that ability. Well, um, you know I realize this is also situational, but what do you think is an acceptable amount of waiting time? <laughs> Bill, you want to answer this? <laughs> well, it really depends on the set the schedule that you have kept you know yourself limited to, or if you have the opportunity or the uh, say the options of working on other things in the meantime <sighs> the danger is that it can go too long and you can lose interest in your own it's something that you just truly loved and you know before you know it it's gone and, and your heart is gone and you know any kind of enthusiasm that you had before you know bye bye that can happen uh, hopefully it doesn't hopefully that you know, things get worked out or 
you know, a package arrives or an email comes with all these attachments with this mind-blowing art or, you know, whatever your colors or lettering, any part of the process, because any part can slow you down. The inks, um, just all that stuff can slow you down. So maybe it doesn't kill it totally, but it can discourage you and how long it's up to you I mean that's that is a I mean that's a definite good question that you have yeah. to ask yourself what you what are you willing to how far are you willing to go for your own project or your own vision um, I think it has to do with the project too like if you're at the beginning of a project and you're launching and something happens and you can sort of back away and say whoa 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 but like with StormQuest, where after the second issue, Greg Land got a, a, a gig with Marvel, you know? Well, Greg was tied in for to me all six issues. I just say, sorry, bud. But I, you know, I couldn't do that. He got his opportunity with Marvel. I was very lucky to be able to find Willie available. And Willie was able to jump in and finish it out. Did a beautiful job. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to bringing it back with Willie. Um, so I think it really been And the reason we had to do it is because we had contracts ourselves with the Stormcrest books to go into Walmarts and everything like that, you know. So we had to produce. We had to produce. We had to produce quick. Willie was quick. Stepped right in. Um, did artwork jive together? Uh, no, but it was close enough because of the coloring folded together. So, I mean, it still makes a nice package, but I think it really depends on where you're at in a project and what those commitments are for that project. Do you have commitments that you've got to produce six total issues? You better get it done. And it better be decent quality because that's what you've sold them on. Um, but if you're at a beginning of a project and, and things just sort of fall apart, then shelve it, maybe. Or go find a new creative, you know, find another artist. There's tons of them out there, man. I saw yeah, some beautiful artists out there this past weekend at C2E2. So what's a pro for you, Bill, of the creative process? Working with me, right, Bill? That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. And scene, because I don't have to answer now. <laughs> uh, you know, and part of it is, is uh, it is collaborating with or sharing ideas and creative energies with other people um, and working with some cool people. I mean, I've, I've inked a lot of stuff that, you know, I never would have gotten paid for. Or that wasn't really the concern. It was working over as many pencilers because this one was cool and this one was cool. Um, if that, if it made money, then that was because I've done a lot of independent stuff. <clears throat> and, um, That was cool for me, and for me that was a coolness factor. And having that, that was sort of a, a good trade-off for me because inking over different people. Then I don't know. I, I you know it, with each one I learned something, or learned what not to do with, or what I didn't want to do as far as style and all that stuff. So maybe I pick up a tip, or maybe I pick up a something with this project that I would. Um, add to my arsenal, so to speak. So, I mean, at this point, I, you know, I've worked with Duncan Merlot, which is pretty cool, I think. You know, mm -hmm. and other people. Uh, he's worked for uh, DC on Metal Men, 
or was. Oh, I, I guess. love Duncan's artwork. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what is? He but I had, oh, you know, I that was on that was for you know Boneyard Press, Hart Fisher, and no way, Duncan worked with. Yeah. Hart. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, back in the day, and so did oh. uh, uh, Kyle Hotz did, he... did the cover. Yeah, I know Kyle built. did. Did he yeah, use a fake billable. name? <laughs> no, it's it his name. I had wow. to remind him that because he was thinking that he inked himself uh-huh. yeah. on the book, so I was like, "Nope." Wow. He did on the first one. On the second one, it was me, and uh, I, I just said, Hart called me and said, "I need an inker," because yeah, uh, Jerry Foley was doing Kill Image and Kill Marvel for him, mm-hmm. which I also ain't part of uh, on both books. Well, I mean, it was for my buddy, so right. It was okay, and I did zip tones and stuff. So even that, I you know played with. But uh, yeah, I tried. I just tried different things, and 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 some things came out of it. So and good memories, and and people that I know, people that are you know still friends after all this time. So right. So that's pretty cool. I'm with, I talked in the last podcast about I'm maybe doing a web a web comic or a web strip with Robinator. And I've collaborated with Robin before when we were in Appa 5, and uh, we did a Kyra story together. Uh, that was his book that he did several issues of back in the, uh, the 80s. Man, you're old. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. So That was his body just now, making that noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds like two twigs snapping when I stand up. That would be my knees. Uh, you know, even with that, back in Apple Five, I had the collaboration scene. I had a, it was called Prefab Collabs, and I would just that would, the whole thing was you know people somebody maybe get an idea, pencil something, somebody else ink it. You know, there's some cool things that happen. I mean, you know, you guys were in Apple Five too, mm-hmm. and yep. um, so and again in Apple Five, there are people who are still my friends after you know from that, and you know I. I was thinking about this the other night. Uh, Clint Hollingsworth had he had done a a, a Wolverine uh, story with his character. It was something he was playing with. It was just a fan thing that he did. But uh, I, I ended up scripting it for him, and yeah, that was just pretty cool to do. So I mean, I never saw the print or saw the light of day, but it was for me. It was. Uh, practice. It was something to challenge myself, and I need that sometimes. So those are some of my pros. So uh, let's look at uh, your individual stories right now. Um, Bill, you're working on Ursula and uh, and the whole Sparta Bay world. Right. Um, why why not only why do that as a comic mm-hmm. but why are you approaching it as such a big thing rather than doing just Ursula or you know just you know some other part of it instead of building a whole world well again i'm old so <laughs> i've had time to create a world <laughs> and uh you want to get it out there before you go senile is that what you're saying yeah maybe that okay or keel okay. over 
have a heart attack. You know. There you go. Uh, but I mean, over the some of these things, the genesis of the ideas have have gone back years. But uh, Sparta Bay giving it basically a, a, when I say Sparta Bay or have given it the name of Sparta, I I've created a name to to put all these um, to put all my trucks, all my little toy trucks, into their own little place or you know and one of them is ursula what you know another is willow i have i think it's 15 or 16 different things i could you know projects or titles or mini series or stories uh even small individual stories that i could do if i start really start counting all those then i, I could actually be more but um ursula Against uh, part of that was uh, with a uh, thing with Gary, Gary Barker, uh, when he called me that one time about wanting a, a zombie story, and I, you know, it, it the two ideas I had Ursula, and he wanted the zombie fight scene, and those two ideas, I said, well, what if we do this? And he said, yeah, okay. So that's where. Now that sounded that, like Gary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm sure he'll think so if uh, he listens to the podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> telling me at all, and it doesn't. I can't laugh like Gary. Sorry, Gary. No. But uh, um, but that I mean that's just the start. And part of the thing is is with building a world is is I have a continuity, and I'm a resp- I, I respect somebody like Alan Moore in Watchmen. He has he has a continuity within the Watchmen that runs backwards, forwards, sideways whatever say with dr manhattan for example and and certain things in the story this thing links with this other thing and it harks to another thing and i like that can i pull that off i'm going to try but i I'm, that's not really the point it's it's my stories and and getting my vision out there and but how far i go and how much i get to do I mean, we'll see, and that's part of the whole thing. Is that's and that's part of the whole exercise is to see what I can do and see what can come out and what can be. Part. Am I going to create comics history? Uh, no, but whoa, you might now. Don't go there. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. If it does, it does. But I'm not stressing myself out thinking, you know, it has to. Right. There are some people who who put that that onus on themselves and. When it doesn't meet those expectations, they're like, "I'm never doing anything again." Right, well, right. you can't feel that. You've got to. Part of it is that I love the comics medium, you know. And if I'm 50, which I will be August 14th at Wizard World Chicago, and um, yeah, bring cake, we might have some kind of party thing. I think we I'm should. Thinking, I'm yeah. thinking we might. That might be an event. Yeah. So, uh, but if you look back, if backtrack, we're talking, you know, at least 45 years of comics. That's a long time, you know, back when the, you know, the old, old days. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, reading comics at five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I read it early. Precocious. I, I pretty much had him at five. Yeah. My dad would. Come, he would bring stuff home. He would go to town because we lived not out in the, not, well, sort of the country, but close enough back in the day. 
Um, now it's just a hop and a skip, basically. But back in you know those days, it seemed like town was you know. Oh, now you drive. Miles, miles. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. You, you, don't have, horse, back you don't have to worry about horse and buggy like you did back then. Well, even when you were a kid, you have a certain. It's like <laughs> dog ears. You have kid kid time where it seems like it takes forever to get somewhere. So. Right. But he would bring home home comics, and mine would be, you know, Spider Man, Captain America, Avengers, some Batman. And my sister would get romance comics or Archie, just so she wouldn't, you know, be left out of it. And I I knew there was a reason I liked your dad. Yeah. Yeah, blame him. That's always been a part of my my makeup is that, and you know I've already documented or talked about all the things that I've done throughout the years, whether it's fan art and you know uh, writing, and, and it's I've kind of gone through everything as far as you know within the comics, you know, publishing, writing, collecting, retailing, all those things. I mean, we've done that. Mm-hmm. So. It's there, and to step away from it, uh, to give that up as I did a couple years ago for personal stuff, that maybe points to how important uh, other things at the time were, but I came back to comics when things settled down, and that's where I am, and I'm in comics, and uh, I've talked before about being a teacher in school or, or in a teaching program. And I was just talking to my daughter about this. Uh, it took me years to, to come full circle because I, I, I dropped out of being a teacher because I thought, well, who wants to hear what I have to say? And that was maybe a, a lack of confidence in my own voice, or maybe I didn't think I had one, but it turns out I do. And sketch magazine and, and what we're doing now, comics mentor. Yeah, I do. I, I have a lot to say. And, uh, no comments from the peanut gallery. I, I do. Have uh, you do. Hey, I back you. There you go. So, uh, building a world is not really that hard because of, uh, you know, I've accumulated sort of uh, stories and you know, characters. And, uh, sometimes it's in, uh, contrast or, uh, whatever with another character and they just come. And that's part of inspiration. And, you know, I know people who create stuff all the time, you know, and I'm not, I don't do it all the time, but those stories that I, I want to get the stories that I have out mm-hmm. right now or soon or within the near future so that I can create more so that I can go to the next instead of just talking about it. Sometimes I, I want to do it. I want to have it done so I can go on to the next thing. So I don't, I don't know if that fully covers it. But what about you, Bob? What was the question? I forget. It was an hour ago. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what about, you know, with race or uh, Camelot Forever or even Blood and Roses? Hmm? Uh, why? Why did you always uh, want that to be in comics? And why was it so important to you to create Create an entire universe. Using the, okay. Um, yeah, to create the Skystorm universe versus, you know, especially of, how all your early books right. intersected mm-hmm. in, in one way or another. And actually, why was well, that, yeah, why was that connection important? Well, I think when you build a property or, or a book, you, you think wordly. 
you know, and then you come up with another idea and you're like, well, that could exist with this, you know, and you just build upon that because, you know, I'm a big fan of, of crossovers and stuff back in the day. You know, that was cool. Justice League versus Defenders. Oh, wait a minute. Two different publishers. But anyway, you know what I mean? Um that was cool, and that's not why I created them, but that possibility was always there. But I think you create worlds, because most of my stuff was based around time, time travel, time this. So I could set up different elements and stuff, and possibly, you know, they could work together. Now, did we ever do any kind of crossover? No, we didn't, because every property sort of launched on its own and ended on its own, and then we tried something else, and then we tried something else. Um so right now, probably what we're getting ready to launch later on this year is probably the most cohesive all this has ever fit together. Um, so that's cool. That's very cool. Um, why did I create comics? Um, I'm sort of like Bill. I got handed comics at a very young age. I was, I was raised on a farm. Like Bill, we had to go to the city. When we get to the city, I got those comics that had the covers half cut off because we got a bundle of five for so much, you know, maybe 50 cents. Um, so, and I read everything I could get my hands on, whether it was, you know, mostly superheroes, but sometimes there's Sergeant Rocks in there or whatever. I didn't care. I just, I wanted them. I'm really huge into the cartoons, so I liked my entertainment visually illustrated, too, you know. So, I guess when I started saying, you know, I got stories to tell, I first reached out to comics because that's, that's the stories I really enjoy. Um, so, it's sort of like... That's what, how it comes out of me. I'm really, I've been trying to write a novel, um, Lords of the Labyrinth, for a couple of years now. I start and stop, start and stop, start and stop, get motivated, stop. So I'm really hoping to get going on that again this fall once we get past all the convention stuff and dive in and just get it written, get it done. But it is so much harder. And I've been trying to tackle it as writing a novel, but I think when I go back, I'm going to tackle it more like writing a comic. I'm going to sit down and write a complete plot. And then take that plot from beginning to end where I want it. And instead of drawing each page, start writing each page. And I'm sure it will take a lot more writing to describe and move the story than writing one page per page of a comic. You know what I mean? It might be ten pages to get across what it would take one page to draw. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach to it than I've tackled in the past. I think, one, it's going to stay me, keep me motivated. I know where I'm starting, where I'm ending, and i got to get it there, you know, and then see what happens in between. So I'm really interested in getting it, try to write, finish this novel, get it done. I've got a story. It's, it's changed over the years, but it's going to be fun. But as far as designing a world, uh, you know, I haven't designed this world that it's all mine. Every time I design a world, it's like, hey, Bill, what do you think about this? Want to write it? Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it's like drawing in other people. When when Bill's not available, I find me an artist who really doesn't need anything written. You know, call Mitch Bird up, have a 15-minute conversa- 15 conversation, and then, you know, 30 days later, a story shows up. Um, handing your world's away. Yes. <laughs> but... It's fun to, to sh- I'm, I like to work with collaborators, and I guess that's maybe a big thing why I enjoy comics. And to me, not only is it collaboration, but a lot of times, like working with Jackie on Clay's Way, it's teaching. Uh, we just had a meeting today, and we're going to start working on the, uh, along with keeping the strips up to date, we're going to start working on the uh, comic that we want to do as a, as a Kickstarter program. 
and we want to go ahead and knock out the cover for that so we have it for the video of the Kickstarter program. And I told her, I says, be ready, because I'm going to ask you to do perspectives and rooms and school classes like you've never done before. You're going to have the time to draw it, but be ready to put the work and the perspective into these panels that this is wanting to do. So I'm going to, I'm going to make her step up to the, the task and, you know, draw. So that's fun, because I like seeing them succeed or helping them succeed, giving them the tools to succeed, you know. So collaboration is a lot of fun. Um, but there again, I think, you know, maybe the Stephen Kings, those guys got it right. Sit down, write a novel, turn it in, turn around, create something else. There's no holdup, especially now. We don't have to be a Stephen King to get published. We can take it digitally out there and make money. Believe me, there's people out there doing it. I've got them submitted when we had Comics XP. had people submitting their novels. Just as if we were Amazon. So there's people out there doing it and making money at it. So, Well, I guess to close this out, Bill, do what you do best. Inspire someone to start doing their own comic based on their idea. Okay. Well, if you have your own idea, your own <laughs> character, your own story that you want to do, maybe you can't do it right now or you feel like you can't. Start working now. Make notes. Start a notebook. Uh, get index cards. I don't care what. Whatever works best for you. You know, if you have a, on a computer, do a Word document, or you know, if you use something else, WordPerfect or something. Whatever, how, whatever medium works, or uh, format works best for you. Start it. Build your own world, uh, because these characters that you create and the stories that you write are going to take place in a world. Maybe. Each story that you write is going to be a different one. Uh, some people, uh, especially people who who have done, say like War, uh, the the Warren comics, you know, the or the Eeries and the Creepies. You know, each of those stories has like it's it's basically set in a world, but it's not the same world. It doesn't have to be anyway. But it's the world of the imagination. Here you go. So start putting those down, and if you are an artist and you're doing the same, you know, you, you want to put your vision out there. Um, see what it's going to take. Are, are, are you going to do a creator own project? That's you're going to do everything. Or are you going to team up with somebody else? Um, if you're a member of a forum, such as the comic related forum, the community there, uh, plug, plug, <laughs> then you can show your stuff and get other people's reactions. And maybe they see something in there in that that they like. Maybe something that they don't like, they don't get. Maybe, because uh, sometimes you can put, you can be too close to something and put something out there. And everybody else misses the point because you think it's so, you know, you jump from point A to F, but you've not, you know, lined out everything in between that people need to know what's going on. It helps to have a support. Uh, whether that's your friends or maybe you belong to a, a writer's group or a, uh, an, an artist group or something, you know, a group of other like-minded people that can encourage you, give you constructive criticism, uh, collaborate with you because those people are potential collaborators. Um, so start with the basics and then build and see where it takes you 
and start that today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week thinking I'll get to it. Spend five minutes right now after you listen to this podcast and one, go share the podcast and then go tell people that we have a Droid application and an <laughs> iPhone application <laughs> that they can download. There's another plug. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I'm on a roll. <laughs> but spend five minutes right now and see what you have. If you've got this thing that's sitting in the back of your mind, and, and I'm, I'm saying, telling you right now, now is the time. Don't wait. Now do it. Get started. Maybe you look at it and think, you know, this is this is garbage. But look at it tomorrow and think, you know, maybe it's not garbage. Maybe that's just how I felt because, you know, maybe your frame of mind. But see what happens. Because that's part of the fun, that's part of the journey, is seeing what happens when you create things. Uh, because sometimes magic happens. And I use that with a capital M. And that is cool. And if that magic is comics, that's extra cool. Especially if you're listening you know, to us. That's extra cool to us. We love cool stuff. So start now. Build and keep going. And along the way, you may find others. Encourage them to do the same, even if it doesn't have, even if it doesn't have anything that you don't benefit whatsoever. Keep the positive energy flowing in you, your circle of friends, your community, your message board, whatever, because it's all good. It's positive. Keep a positive outlook, um, and you know. Think cool things happen, and that's what I hope for you. So go, five minutes. If it turns out to be ten, turns out to be two hours, so much the better for you. So I wish you well on that. How's that? I think that's seen. Well, there we go. And that was Sketch Magazine podcast. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, we definitely discussed books versus comics, or Actually, I believe a combination. Why yep. can't you get readers for both? Um, wow, it's been two days. You got anything to give us there, John? I uh, just have two. Um, both of them are inking. Um, I have one. Um, our friend, Lisa Moore, uh, widely known as a colorist, currently coloring DuckTales, um, also uh, does dev- digital links. And she doesn't give her enough herself enough credit for the uh, skill that she has as a digital anchor. So I want to go ahead and show that. And then I have another uh, inking tutorial of someone using brush pens, specifically a Pentel brush pen and uh, the quality line he's getting out of a brush pen. So go, go check those out. Hey Bill, what's been happening on the board the past couple of days? Um, actually, a couple more people have joined the boards uh, that be the comic-related forum. Like I said before, new people come in every week, and that just adds. It goes back to what I was saying. That sort of sense of continuity, I mean, uh, not so much continuity, but com- uh, community, where people are encouraging of each other, and that's, that was one of the things about our Afterburn Media board, which is now part of comic related those guys are 
encouraging and have been encouraging of each other. They're still friends. Uh, they will. They're still shooting for meeting at Chicago at Wizard World Chicago, awesome. as they did a few years ago. So to me, that's cool. That's sort of typifies what I was just saying. Uh, having people who are like-minded, who have you know things in their uh, I don't know their friendship that is mutually beneficial. Right. Uh, so if one person gets down, the other per- people say, "Hey, come on, let's go," kind of thing, and that's that's always cool. So there are new people joining the boards, and I, you know, and then there's still the the cool people who are already creators there, and you know, starting com- uh, comments and threads. Fred Lang asked about, and he said, "I think it says comics are real to me." And he has a list of things, and I, I identified with it, and I think it's it was interesting because he wrote me and said, "I want to hear your thoughts," and I understand that. I understand that whole concept, and it touched that part of me. That yeah, you know, there there are, there are moments in comics, you know, that just as there are scenes in movies that move you. For me, a lot of times it's it's parents with children, or brothers and sisters, or you know, brothers, or you know, family moments kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotional things there there have been comics that after i was like wow and that's a lot of like wow Mm -hmm. uh or makes you think uh but uh you know the the board is has that in it you know it has creative people and there are other boards uh, that are out there and i'm a member of too uh 10 ton studios and and digital webbing and the others but Comic related is where I usually hang out, but um, cool stuff happens, and that, like I said, that goes back to what I was saying before: being around people, even if it's online, you're around people who are hopefully building you up, not tearing you down, and not building you up just for the sake of you know patting you on the back. Oh yeah, that's the best thing ever. Like your you know your family would do, right? Maybe. Right. Uh, but people who are, if they say this is the best thing I've seen you do. And they mean it. Right. Because they've seen you, you know, journey from, um, drawing stick figures to fully blown paintings kind of thing. You know, that sort of progression, they've seen you produce your art or do whatever. So, um, yeah, there's some, there's some cool people there. And I just want to interject that Fred Lang post has, Moved to the front page of comic related. Awesome. Yeah. Now it's it's now up in the uh, in the main news area of comic related. So definitely yes, go check it that. out. I saw okay. that. Cool. Very cool. So. Um, not a whole lot going on here except Blue Lines pumping out, and as Bill said, uh, we have two apps for the iTunes and the Android. So if you want this podcast. Um, easily downloaded to your phones. You know, please check those out. They're cheap. Check them out. You'll get every podcast delivered down to you. Um, John, how may they reach you? They may may reach me three ways now. They may always reach me at John at SketchMagazine.net, John at ComicRelated.com, and if you are a creator who needs advice or representation, you may reach me at john at sequentialsupport.com. Cool. Bill, how can I reach you? 
Uh, they can uh, email me directly at comicsmentor at gmail.com. They can find me on the comic-related forum. Uh, they can go to Comics Mentor, read the post, comment on the post, because I check them out all the time to see what people have, and respond. Because, again, it's interactive. It's, you know, it's communication. So mm-hmm. there you go. Cool. Um, I can be, re- be reached at uh, Bob H at BlueLinePro.com. And all three of us can be reached at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. So, guys, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. See you next week. All right. Take care. Bye.